Life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for the next hour as she explores heroism through illness. There is a warrior inside each of us. This is LifeLinks with the DL Link. LifeLinks is a funding initiative of the DL Link. Our first guest, as I said, you know, he's joining us to tell us about a great initiative. He is a cancer warrior. He has had the journey. Um, his name is David Lucas. And uh, not only is he taking part in this fundraiser, the Dead Devil Run 2021, but he is also a spokesperson for the campaign. And he's an ambassador for the Cancer Association of South Africa. David, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Nikki. What a pleasure to be with you. And well, Thank you for the invaluable work you guys are doing. Well, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. And I've got to ask you, David, because I mean, I'm going to get to your story, but how are you feeling about in eight days time running around in nothing but a purple swimsuit? I mean, it's not even a swimsuit. What, what do you <laughs> call them? Briefs? What do you call them? <laughs> well, speedos, speedos. Uh, under normal circumstances, I, would, I wouldn't even wear that to a pool or to the beach. But yes, it is such a wonderful experience you know i've done it a few yeah. times already and i can assure you that it makes uh, you know it's just the camaraderie that comes because of it it's just so great and you know uh, when people stop and they hoot and they well i don't know what they're actually watching whether it's just the, the top bodies or whether it's the swimsuits uh, the, the speedos i'm not so sure <laughs> but i can tell you uh, I certainly would say again to all of this is just such a wonderful initiative that you guys are supporting uh I need to make it clear, although I'm a spokesperson, I do not work for all that. I do this voluntary because I believe that when any organization for works for the betterment of human beings, then we need to support them. Oh, too true, David. Too true. And listen, we're going to go into more details about this Daredevil run, um, which is taking place on the 15th of October. But let's go back to your story. I mean, why? Why are you prepared to put on these bright purple um, speedos and, and run through the streets and, you know, bear all to everyone? How come? What's your journey? You know, you just mentioned Walter early on. I would be honest with you that I am going to read up on the story of Walter. And what you just said to me or said to the listeners out there is that Walter would then be somebody I would like to emulate. In some mm. way, I believe that I hope that I am going to be one day be told, you have saved somebody else from oh. having prostate cancer. You have ensured that somebody lived longer. We're all going to die at some stage. But that you have got somebody that's going to live longer, somebody that's going to be there for his family, for his partner, for his friends. It, it, it You know, it, 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 it's for me, it's, it's unfortunately, it, it becomes, it has become a mission because thank God I got through this rather lightly, firstly, I want to say, by chance and you I have known of people that have suffered. I have known of people that has gone through this journey in a much more uh, a painful and emotional way than I have done. And therefore, I think it is only correct that I stand out there and help other people, other men. Because particularly as a woman, you know, you would remember that from your early days, you went to the doctor and there was examinations, internal examinations that were done, you know, you've been used to that your breasts must be, that you feel your breasts as a woman 
to ensure that they're lumps. Men do not want to do that. Men are shy. Men do not believe that they don't want to get emotional because they say cowboys don't cry. My dear friends out there, it is good to cry. There's a specific reason, and I'm going to use that God has given us mm-hmm. to cry. There is because that washes the emotions. So we need to cry, but we also need to take care of our own lives. I just love what's coming out of your mouth. What a beautiful human being you are, and that I see why you are an ambassador for the Cancer Association of South Africa. And I think that you will save many lives because you're passionate about this early detection, because we know that with, I mean, the numbers are very high, prostate cancer around the world, very high in South Africa. However, it can be easily cured if detected early. So, so that's what we try and push a lot on this show. You know, you talk about not wanting to go to the doctor, not wanting to cry, not wanting to express your emotions. I mean, when you went to the doctor, you went because you had a painful finger joint. I mean, it wasn't it linked to prostate cancer in any way, was it? Correct. This is the danger of the whole situation that, you know, uh, prostate cancer often presents without any particular symptoms until later. And that is where the problem starts. Early detection saves lives. Now, I went to the doctor and being a friend of mine, we had this great discussion about whether I should not, because I believe that I had arthritis and I needed to go and see a rheumatologist, a doctor that specializes in arthritis is one of the diseases or rheumatoid arthritis. And, uh, you know, we had this long discussion. Eventually said to me, David, let's leave this story that you've got. You've got, I believe that you do not have arthritis and I'm going to prove it to you. Come, let's draw bloods. Because I had a stiff finger and we drew the bloods. He didn't say anything to me because I need you just in between just jump back because this was 2011. And in 2008 was the last time that I actually went to see a urologist to have an examination or asked my, my GP to have an examination for you know, prostate. But I'm going to interrupt you. So that was 2008. You were now having the bloods 2011. We're going to take a quick ad break, but just how old were you at the time, David? Well, by, you know, you, you, you said that October is the, it's in Afrikaans, it's the moist, the moist, the month, but I was born in September, the 20, I was 64 on the 28th of September. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. All right, David, quick break. Don't go anywhere. We want to continue with your story. Stay with us. We're going to be right back. Life isn't about avoiding the bruises. It's about collecting the scars to prove that we showed up for it. Join Nikki Seberini for the next hour as she explores heroism through illness. There is a warrior inside each of us. This is LifeLinks with the DL Link. LifeLinks is a funding initiative of the DL Link. Welcome back to the DL Link Show. I have David Lucas um, on the line. He's a prostate cancer survivor. He's an ambassador for the Cancer Association of South Africa and a spokesperson for the upcoming Daredevil campaign. And David's just been, you know, sharing how passionate he is about helping others, about really promoting early detection. And David, you were saying, so you were 53, you hadn't been for a checkup to the urologist for three years prior to that. And now you went to your doctor. He drew bloods because you had this sore finger. Um, so you, you were well within the age of having to go for regular checkups. Um, but you hadn't been for three years. You naughty man. Tell us more. Correct. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Should have get a, get a spanking for that. But 
there we go. You know, I didn't, he didn't say anything to me that he's actually drawing bloods for what is known as a PSA, which is the prostate-specific antigen, which is a marker within the prostate that will tell you, you know, that there's a raised level of that antigen and therefore there is a problem. So there was a raised level of PSA. Off we went. I now need to see a urologist. And, you know, the story becomes a bit even worse than that because now the urologist says to me, look, the only way that we can certainly to make certain, make sure that you do either have cancer or this is just benign, let us do a biopsy. You know, we brave men are scared of anything that has medical consequences, if I can call it that way. Mm. And there I went. Under the operation, well, call it operation, but I was out a few hours later. I could walk around. All they needed to do was take a little pinch inside the prostate send it away, and then have that obviously analyzed. Came back, but the doctor said to me that, look, if if it is positive, within a few days, I will when I receive it, I will phone. Otherwise, come and see me in two weeks. Two weeks later, I strutted into the doctor's office, quite con- convinced that nothing is wrong, doctor hasn't phoned me. And the first thing he said to me was, David, I'm afraid. I couldn't get hold of you because something went wrong with the phone situation, whatever it is. These are the dreaded words that doctors use. I do not know why they don't do it any other way, but he said to me, you have cancer. Mm. Guys, unfortunately, we still believe, and if you haven't been there, you still believe that, yes, this is a situation of I'm dead. This is my death sentence, which clearly, looking back 10 years later, here I am, no death sentence. Yes, I've lost my grandfather many years ago of lung cancer, but it didn't, you know, I was young and it didn't have that impact in my life. However, we now needed to do interventions. And the interventions are pretty, pretty simple. It starts off because doctors would start off conservatively, particularly if it is found early. And I went for a treatment that is called brachytherapy. Now, it is it sounds such a big word, but it's a very simple idea that they take radioactive little seeds implanted within the cancer, uh, uh, sorry, in the prostate. Those seeds would obviously then call it explode and blow the cancer away. It was in those years, unfortunately, not a very well-known treatment. It has now become a treatment that even the government hospitals, you know, not all obviously, but the government hospitals are now also doing, but it is an easy way of having it done because again, it's a matter of going out the more in the morning, wait, they have the doctor do you, you come out, you don't feel any pain, you don't even know a day later, you don't even know that you have had this done, and you're up within five, six hours, you can actually walk around. So that was simple and easy. Right. Next best thing, I went back to my oncologist because now I have an oncologist, a wonderful guy. Um, and Dr. Demilar said to me, David, unfortunately, we're still having raised levels of PSA. Mm-hmm. What we now need to do is we need to send you for radiotherapy. I went for radiotherapy, again, a non-invasive form of therapy. You lie there, they essentially shoot call it a light through, what's obviously radioactive, light through onto the, the space where they want to kill, kill, the, kill the cancer cells in 
but it's got its own embarrassments as well. One day walk in there because you're going to drink a lot of water before you go for the treatment to cover your, your bladder so that the bladder is not affected. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't hold it. I weed. But you know what? These are little things that I can look back and say, thank you. Thanks, God, that I could go through these things and actually see what happens. Mm. The advantage I have is that I did not have to go for hormonal therapy, nor did I have to go for radiotherapy, which has got its own. It's a very more difficult type of process that needs to be done. More invasive, more time spent in there. You know, in those years, I used to be a counselor in the city of Johannesburg. I remember one day I actually went for radiotherapy and I attended a council meeting straight after that. So, guys, it is easy enough if, and this is where the big if comes, it is easy enough if it is found early. It is detected early and then you know that you have a chance of being with your family. So, David, how long did this treatment take and um, how long was it until you went into remission? Yes, this this is obviously the treatment was successful right from the word go in the sense that my those race levels just came down rapidly. But Mm. it's I call it it stood still sort of at the five. And I still needed to wait and the doctor still needed to treat me further. And it took me a period of a good couple of years, I would say probably about five years before I became sort of clean and clear. But again, you know, and, and, and I want to, I need to stress that guys, it is not going to affect you in any way. It is not that you're going to be feeling sick, right? You know, prostate cancer has got, or cancer, unfortunately, is one of those things that creep up to you and only when it is in stage four that you would find that Oh, things are happening. My body is weak. So I didn't have any other symptoms. Mm-hmm. And I clearly and really forgot that I have cancer. I, 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 Nikki allowed me to, to, to say to men, because it's a reality, and I keep on saying it to men, but it's a reality which I, in fact, want to make men aware. If your prostate cancer is caught and treated in the early stages your sexual ability will not be Im, uh, impaired in any way. You still will have your sexual ability. If, if you're waiting too long, certainly it will have an effect on that. I, I, you know, I, I, I like to speak to men about this fact because it is a situation of men are scared, one, of having a rectal examination, and two, what about my sexual ability? Come on, let's not be vain about that. In the first instance, a rectal examination is not even necessary unless, unless there is obviously the size. Normally, a PSA is enough. And then, my friend, if you really have to have a rectal examination, you know what? If that's going to save my life, then I'd rather have a hundred of those. Sorry, but I'd rather be frank and rather be alive. Mm. And then secondly, I certainly would say to you, if it is a situation of you being caught early enough, you will not have to worry about that elephant in the room. 
Yeah, I think it's so important, so important, David, because as you say, you know, you sit there and you worry about those things. Many men who are listening right now worry. And so because there's the worry and there's the dread of not wanting to go for that um, examination or for the impact, as you say, that it could have on, on your sex life, that you put it on hold and you put it on hold and you put it on hold and you're stressing the importance of early detection because really, and we can't stress it enough, that it can can be easily cured. Prostate cancer can be easily cured if it is caught early enough. Such an important message, David. Vicky, yes, you are 100% right. And we need to be also honest that, unfortunately, that black men are worldwide. Yes. Are the highest uh, in sort of people affected by prostate cancer. And we often have this argument about, no, it's not interesting. But I, I want to also then bring in the, the, the factor about what we are talking about that's going to happen. Yes. The daredevil yes. run. Please really tell makes us. Me, makes me so proud when I see so many and young black boy guys out there. We have, when I say boys, because it is now travel to schools as well, where there's so many young men and call it teenagers that are prepared to don these, these beautiful purple uh, speedos and run through the city of Johannesburg. I've seen so many professional Black professionals out there. And I don't want to talk about race per se, but I am so glad that doing this run, we are actually creating the awareness of awareness, all yeah. people, right? All people, that males that are there that realize that they are looking after themselves. They care about themselves. They care about their families as well. Because that's an important factor that I also that we haven't touched on during our conversation is also the support system that you have. I know it's difficult. It's not everybody that is fortunate as me. I have my parents, my dad and mom are still alive, 86 years of age. I have brothers, I have sisters, I have my wife, I have my children. I've got one daughter, two boys, and the support and my sons-in-law daughters-in-law, the support that I had from them was tremendous. But you know, guys, I also want to say to you that often we as men are the ones that actually push away people that want to support you. Remember, they are also worried about you. They are worried about this impending death, the sentence that has been passed on you. And therefore, they find it difficult to speak to you. I want you to also look at it and say that you need to broach a subject. Bring it up. Make them aware of how you feel. Make them aware that sometimes you often feel like, you know, what's happening to me? Am I going to die? People out there that love you will be able to give you the support. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I really want to salute again my own family, but also so many other people. We have people, like I said, Hollard, you're doing a great job. Cancer Association of South Africa, you're doing a great job. Because, guys, if you can't speak to your family, please, there's lines, there are telephone lines that you just call the Cancer Association of South Africa. And most of those people that will answer that line likely has had cancer themselves. They are survivors, and they would be able to speak to you. Do not, males, 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 Let's not do the typical male situation of going into a little corner and sitting there and 
nobody knows about your inner feelings. Mm. As I said before, your emotions are important. You know, I also grew up, we should not be crying. We should all be the big men. But you know what? It is the most, one of the most, uh, what I would call emotion releasing situations. It's a liberating thing. Your story. I hear you, David, and I, I, I love that. And I love that you're speaking to all men out there who feel that, you know, they have to put on this uh, brave front and you're saying, connect with your emotions, lean on those people who are there for you. You've given us, you've given us lots to think about, David, and very important messages. Unfortunately, we've run out of time and I don't want to let you go before you tell anyone out there who wants to still, is it, can people still register for the daredevil run? I know that this is the first one since the start of COVID and that it's not restricted to a specific area that the five kilometers you can run in your area. If you could just quickly tell our listeners about that, David. Quickly, this is a great new uh, change in how it was done. Before it was done in only major centers, but it was Johannesburg, we used to run from the Zoo Lake up to Hollard and in Parktown, back down into to, to the Zoo Lake. Today, now we've changed it. You as an individual or your five friends as a team can enter and you can run it even in your own neighborhood. You can feel comfortable that you'll be out there and be able to make people aware of what men are going through and what men stand for. The cutoff date for registration is the 8th, and that gives us today or is it tomorrow? But it's the 8th, and please, you know, it's a simple holler daredevil run, simple, go onto that website, uh, and you will find all the details there. The guys will send you the beautiful speedo, your race pack will come to you, it will be delivered to you, uh, courier to you. And all that you want is the day that you decide what your five kilo, kilometer uh, race circuit, your route would be, you can run there. And please, guys, if you are going to run, please let those soldiers come out there. Let's let's go out there. Let's make it a fun event. Let's make this event as big as what it should be. You know, unfortunately, with due respect, the ladies always have the opportunity of, you know, they've used to the breast cancer. It's like so many other organizations. Here we are. The monies that will be raised is going, all goes back to male cancer uh, treatment. That is for testicular and for prostate cancer. And the organizations that will be gaining from this, Holla doesn't take a cent from it. All the money raised goes down to the Cancer Association of South Africa, Cancer, and the Prostate Cancer Foundation. So, guys, let us go out and make it a wonderful. Well, David, listen, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for getting those important messages across to our listeners. And all the best in your purple speedo. And hopefully Thank lots. You. I love, I love that the youth are coming on board and it is only 160 rand and it includes the purple speedo mask and water bottle, which is incredible. I mean, go look for a speedo mask and water bottle for under 160 rand. Um, and you know, COVID's been boring. We've been isolated. I want to see men wearing purple speedos on the street. Thank you very much. It's for all humanity. Go along to the website, www.daredevil.com. David, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Thanks so much. Really appreciate the opportunity.